How was your celebration? Everybody very happy? Especially the young people? You are very rich now, right? Yeah, remember what you need to do for the Lord. Yeah? God has blessed you. Let's share your blessing. Right? Praise the Lord. And uh, this morning, we continue to preach on generosity. Yep. You see that mercy and generosity comes from the heart of love. You know, if we are not loving, a lot of things cannot be done. If we are loving, then we can be generous. And so on, and so on, and so on. Now, as for the issue, we will never be sharing anything with others. And I think that if we will very easily identify with these sibling issues. Let me show the slides. Yeah. And this thing is very rampant. And most of us can identify with this. Huh? If we don't settle with that issue, it's very hard to really be loving and really very hard to be sharing. Or someone romantically has said that love, it is love that keeps the world go round and round. Yeah? Romantically makes the world go round and round. Now, love is the basis of Christian action. Right? Love is really the, action, the basis of every Christian action. And that includes being generous, being loving, being considerate, being kind, and so on to one another. And it's not based on who the recipient is, how his condition is, how, was, how is he responding. It is just like it is us that is expressing the generosity. And it's coming from the essence of God in our life. That we have been impacted by God and that's why we become generous. We have been touched by God. That's why we have become generous. Otherwise, it's very hard for us to share anything. It's because of the touch of God, the love of God, that has so compelled us and motivated us that out of gratitude, we begin to be generous and to share with each other. And so the outworking of love is the essence of world change. The Christian, you are the hope of the world. It takes believers to make a conscious effort to practice this generosity so that the world will be a better place. Now, generosity is not just limited to giving away your money, including giving yourself away. It is that wide and is that much. It is giving away ourselves. And Christians are the principal movers in making a better world. And if we do not start, very few will start to do that. And then there will not be enough momentum to move the change. So here we are, recognizing that each and every one of us has a part to play to make this a better place. It's more than singing that song, uh, the Lionel Richie. We are the world, but here we are. We are the movers. We are the people 
that have been touched by God to make this a better place. And this morning, I want to continue to preach on generosity. So generosity is not limited to giving away money, but giving away of ourselves. Giving away of ourselves. Our interests become secondary. Huh? Secondary. And the other become first. This is really very hard. But this is what Jesus has come to do for us. You know, nowadays this is not common. It is more than just being noble, you know. But being godly. Looking at it this way, being generous is being godly. And sharing is being godly. Just as God, our Father, is perfect, we are to be like Him. And generosity is part of who God is. And when we are His children, we become generous as well. Now, there are three things that we need to understand to practice generosity. Three things to understand. Now, many of us are already generous, praise the Lord. But I find that we need to be more intentional to employ them to cause impact. To cause impact to the recipient and to things around. When, we are work, when they are working in us, generosity becomes second nature. And we will be able to give of ourselves. So it comes like, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. At the end of the day, we will be satisfied and the place that we are in would be a better place. Praise the Lord. And so the title of my message this morning is The Practice of Generosity. The Practice of Generosity, and I want to read this passage from uh, Luke chapter 6. Okay, it's a long chapter, but I'm going to read from verse 27 to verse 36. Alright, follow along in the NIV as I read this. Okay, Luke chapter 6, verse 27. But to you who are listening, I say, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse, who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slap you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit? Is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, 
because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Father, we bow our hearts here, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Even as we read these words of yours that are so revolutionary, we pray, O God, that you will give us a heart, the Lord, that we may take in your word and that we may be obedient unto your word. Help us, O God, to develop, Lord, that we may understand you, especially in the area of generosity. We pray and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, Luke chapter 6 has parallelism to Matthew's Sermon on the Mount from Matthew chapter 5 to chapter 7. Okay? So, in this section, it is called Sermon on the Plains. Jesus came down from the mountain and he stood on the plain and the people began to gather around him and he began to teach them. And large crowds of people came to this location to listen to Jesus and he displayed his power of healing upon the people. He exercised his authority over demonic spirits and with these revolutionary teachings. It was more than religion he was concerned about. But to develop true godliness and meeting the deep needs of men. He was more concerned about the people respond to God. On the other hand, they have these Pharisees that came to him to listen to him. And these Pharisees were very devout to the tradition of religion. They were so devout that they cannot change. Their dogmatics are really very strong. They would not bend. And because of that, it comes into conflict with Jesus. And even plans were afoot to arrest and to charge him. But then it wasn't his time yet. In this instance, Jesus preached about those that have amazed great wealth on this earth, great wealth in their time, and they are so blessed. They have everything that they ever needed, and they enjoy their life. And Jesus said, it will not be so at the end of day. We can read it from before this passage from verse 24 to 26. But those that were really struggling and having a hard time to live a godly life, they will be blessed at the end of the day. Those that are rich and having everything during the time, they enjoy themselves, Jesus said it will not be so at the end of the day. But it will especially be a portion to those who are struggling to live a godly life on the face of this earth, that they will be blessed at the end of the day. So the first thing to understand about this practice of godliness is first, the basis of generosity is love. From verse 27 to verse 31, the, the basis of generosity is love. As I say in my introduction, here Jesus put home the message of love to the extent of loving the enemies. Loving their enemies. In the introduction of this passage in verse 27, and then at the closing of this, 
in verse 20, uh, 35, to love your enemies. <coughs> now, during that time, loving the Romans was not a real thing to do. Nobody loved the Romans now, during that time. But Jesus would say such a thing to the people that are there listening to him. Biblical charity goes beyond normal human practices. And so there must be a strong enough resource to do that. Naturally, you cannot love the Romans. But to love the Romans, you must have some different resources that are so strong in you for you to do that. So the basis Jesus shared about here was the basis of love. The agape love. Something that has to be from God himself. The human love tank is not sufficient to love beyond self and to do what Jesus displayed. Must come from the love of God deposited in our hearts. It has to come from God that is deposited on us. Even on the cross, Jesus would pray to God the Father to forgive his executioner. And he prayed that, forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they do. Thank God, there are many loving people here. But to love our enemies goes beyond human love. It must be the love of God that was shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. In Romans 5, verse 5. We as believers have this deposit. And therefore we can love beyond our natural human tendency with the agape love from God. Love is a very powerful force, let me tell you. It can cause human to conquer the highest mountain, to swim the deepest sea, and to cross the crocodile-infested rivers. But if it rains, don't expect me. Lah. It is not human to love one's enemies. Therefore, only the love of God can carry this out. So we must have a good dose of this agape in all of us. Now many years ago, I still remember I took Ariel on a father and son camp organized by the focus of the family. We will go to uh, Gunung Tahan National Park. And we were told by the organizers that before we turn into the Kuala Tahan Road, we must fill up our petrol tank to the full. Shake the car, put in some more, shake again to fill, make sure that you can see the petrol at the petrol cap there to the maximum. You know, because there are no petrol stations either way, in and out. And it was a very long drive to go right up to the guest house at the crossing at the Tumbling River. Okay? They have a resort there, so we carry out our activities there. 
And then we are supposed to drive back and there are no petrol station along the way out. So both ways, you must have enough in your tank to be able to go in and come out. And so it is with the, with the love of God. Without the love of God that is inside of us, that is sufficient for us, we cannot love to that extent of loving our enemies. We have to have a good dose of the agape love of God in us. Now what is left for us to do is to let this agape love manifest through us. And that, especially so in this season, express in generosity. When we think it is impossible, then it will be impossible to do. But then when we think that it is possible, then the agape love of God is manifested from us. Then it's possible to love beyond ourselves. And then, out of this love, we can be extra generous. And so all you young people, you have special income during this Chinese New Year season. And I do not want to say much, and I know that you will know what to do. All right? And all of you that have suffered, okay, the parents. <laughs> God bless you, I pray for you. <laughs> yeah. Believers should not think like the rest of the world, but to think like Jesus. Thinking like Jesus, okay? That is giving away self that others may benefit, may have a good time. It is not just a little once in a while, but it's all the time. We must have this deposition in us that we give all the time. It's not just giving away of money alone, but our resources, okay, our resources to bless others, okay? Now, as I say, love can cause crazy things and we can love beyond our capacity. So how do we get this agape love? How? It is first of all, thank God, it has to start from Him, God alone. He deposited in us and we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. And then it is manifested when we die to ourselves and we put the interests of other people first or also we carry out the desires of God rather than the desires of ourselves. And thirdly, it grows and gets bigger when we become intentional to exercise it. And of course, finally, in our daily practice, we make it our second nature. Since it gets started with God, exercise it so that it can grow in us to be a second nature. And we expect others or most of the time, we expect others to agape us. But why don't we agape people first before somebody do that to us? We possess the same capabilities. The touch of God is powerful enough. And we can really do that without waiting for others. We are now without excuse not to love, not to share not to be generous. We are as children of God, our Father. 
Let our enemies be swamped, swamped with love, wallow in their confusion. I don't know why they, he did evil to you and steal your love back in return. And the person can be lost in God's love. Let us be the channel of blessing and God be praised. Let God be praised through us. Be kind, just as your Father is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Now, the scripture uses this word, ungrateful and wicked. Be kind to ungrateful and wicked. I know that you have many experiences. And who are these wicked and ungrateful people? Right? All of us have this experience. And Jesus is speaking to you. Be kind to them. So be generous, Q-E-D, full stop. And the second thing that we need to understand is the act of generosity are selfless. From verse 32 to verse 34, it is selfless. The expression of agape is beyond self. Ever since the fall of man, we have been very, very self-centered. No need to teach the child, it will become self-centered. It will grab all the toys for themselves and will not share. No need to teach one. They will be like that. That has not helped in any way for our existence. And today we are still the same. But thank God that we have come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We have that dramatic encounter with God and we have changed. Praise the Lord. So at this time, the world has gotten smaller and very complex and that caused many of us to look inward and we become very territorial, we become very self-centered and selfish. So at this present time, looking out for the interests of others is a no-brainer. Most of the time, it is foolish. Even schools and institutions higher institution would teach their students really to be aggressive and to drive for personal fulfillment and success. How to be at the advantage, how to be one step ahead of others. Okay? The term self-made okay, is a common word in the world of success. And we have many stories to hear about this. Now we struggle between self-centeredness and agape. We struggle between this. But God called us out of this self-centered world to be a holy nation and a royal priesthood. And therefore, we are to live differently. We have a mandate to live differently. Though the world may go this direction, it is not necessary that we follow suit. We are a core out people. We are to live differently. Selfishness is not a practice we want to keep. But a loving and an outward attitude should be lived by the people of God. We are called to travel on a different road. This is not the world. Only, this is not of the world and us who are touched by God and we respond really 
Only God can do this. We respond with an attitude of gratitude. It should not surprise us then when we do good to others. And born again believers will always do good. Generosity is a product of the born again experience. And all of us therefore are to be generous because we are children of the living God. Amen. Praise the Lord. In verse 44, 43 to 45, Jesus continued to exemplify with the teaching what a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. When the cultivated tree is good, naturally it will bear good fruit. When we are sons of our Father in heaven, we are the cultivated ones. Then we should generally be bearing good fruits. Now being generous has nothing to do with the situation of the recipient. It's nothing to do with the other party. It has all to do with us and our Father in heaven. It is not because of Him. It is because of God who is compassionate, who is merciful, who is loving, that we become like Him, irrespective of the recipient. Verse 35, Imputed to us as sons of the Most High God, and as such, we don't consider other people's situation, but just be generous. Since we have abandoned selfishness, we take on selflessness. We abandon selfishness and take on selflessness. When we see some undeserving people, it can get complicated. Huh? When we see some undeserving people, do we hold back from them? Do we hold back from the good-for-nothing brother-in-law who does not work and leech on others? Do we fan his indulgences? No. We need to be wise, we need to be prudent, and we need to be a good resource, a good steward so that we remain generous, not controlled by the situation. He may not be doing his best. He may not be having a good attitude. But that should not affect us. We have a relationship with God our Father. As God is generous, we are to remain generous, irrespective of his situation. We can continue to be so. We can continue to be so because of who we are and not because of who he is. His condition is non-consequential. So continue to be generous just as the way our Father wants us to be. And so now the third understanding of the practice of generosity is the source of generosity is God. From verse 35 to verse 36. 
the source of generosity is God. All this is based on human view. It's hard and many times not possible to do. We must have the capacity to be generous irrespective of the situation. Therefore, the source of our mercy and generosity is not from within us, but we got it from God who freely gave to us as His children. And God touched us and gave us the capacity to love and be generous as it is the same for every one of us. What we have now comes from God and we have to be managers of His resources. God loves us and He has installed for us His resources. It's not because of our cleverness, it's because, not because of our so many other things, but it is God's favour upon us that we have what we have so that we can be good managers of His things. Let's be reminded that what we have is from God. And how good a manager we are depends on our walk with Him. And so by this, we can gauge the maturity of a person. When we don't display the quality of generosity, we may not really have a close relationship with God. And we may still be in darkness. And that darkness needs to be overcome by the goodness of God. He has to cover us with His light, with His goodness. The process of sanctification has not strongly gripped us just yet. We are still on the infant stage. This is some kind of a revolution. It is God working to change the world and it begins with every one of us. When we become a child of God, we realize that all that we have comes from Him. He freely gives us His resources for us to use and to manage and to change the world as much as we can. God has good intention for the world He has created. And so He has put us in charge to continue on with the good intention that He has. And He has provided for us the resources to do so. We can see this in the way the army trained their soldiers. On the day the recruit signed in, he lost his identity, he is non-consequential. And he exists to support the given orders. He responds only to the orders of his officer. He has been ingrained and he has been trained and he has been called, he has been shouted at, he has been kicked at, just to get into him to respond to the order of his officer. The recruit is ingrained to follow orders only and even at personal cost that he has to do it. And this is to have a common stand to the order that is given so that they can achieve goals. You don't ask questions when you are in the army. You follow orders. You don't ask questions. If everybody starts asking questions, there's no more army. So the touch of God on us 
Give us no excuse to hold back. As God is generous, then we are. We are to be generous. How generous have we been? Are we children of God? You and your father are supposed to be the same. So how generous are you? And so I expect every one of us here to be a group of generous people that will stand out in a self-centered world. In a difficult situation, we stand up. Have we given our time to those in need? You know, the precious time of ours is to be shared. Have we comforted those in despair? The kind words that we have are the same kind words that people want to hear. Have we walked the second mile that those that are seeking and searching may find the way? What we have experienced in our own life are to be shared that others may know God. Our Father is a source of all things and we have no reason to hold them back. When we give them away, we will be replenished. That will be returned for us. Why, we do, why do we care so much of the little that we have that we hoard it? When God has so much for us, freely we have received and so freely we are to give. The source will never run dry, so don't be afraid to give away. God has everything, enough for every one of us to use. Our Father owns everything and has enough to share with everyone. So do we want great reward from our Father and be sons of the Most High God? Then love our enemies. Do good to all and give away not expecting any return there is no need or there's no other good reason to hold back but to be generous so in concluding can a music uh, musician please come naturally we are selfish naturally we are self-centered but we have encountered a dramatic change with the Lord Jesus himself. Paul has been very ingrained in his pharisaical teaching, in his dogmatics, in his understanding of God, in his doing. He is such a Pharisee, so strong a Pharisee, but when he encountered with God on the road of Damascus, he rarely changed 180 degrees. And today, no, naturally, we are selfish and self-centered. We have an encounter with God. And we have been changed around. We have been made new. The past is no more. And it has no grip on us now. We, have a new, we are a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 And what we have is from God and we will never be in one. In the 23rd Psalms, it says that 
God is our shepherd. We will not be in one. When we use God's resources, we will have sufficient. He first touched us, fill us with his agape, and we can use for others. How do we practice generosity? I have shared these three things. The first understanding is that the basis of generosity is love. The second understanding is the act of generosity are selfless. And thirdly, the source of generosity is God. It will never run dry. So our response is out of an attitude of gratitude. Generosity is not an option, but a natural consequence of the born-again experience. We are the same as our generous Father in heaven. We're going to pray.